In the name of Jesus, the crucified and risen one. A number of you have asked me in the last couple of weeks about my hair. Apparently you do not know the tradition that like the World Series in Holy Week, one does not cut one's hair until one has won the week. (laughs) There are two ways to be in the world. Just two. Last weekend, I found myself sitting in the synagogue at 6th and I in D.C., listening to the sitar music of Anushka Shankar, the daughter of the world-renowned sitar master Ravi Shankar, who died just a few years ago. And she is now herself the master. I go to see her play whenever she is near. If music can be light as well as sound, her music is luminous incandescent. In giving themselves to it on that night in the synagogue, all the people in that room were somehow incandescent, grounded and glowing and alive, moving and open, open hands to one another, open to her Whatever pain and suffering they have all known, whatever secret joys and struggles, everyone present was really present and present to each other and present through her music. There were Jews, Muslims, Christians, Hindus, and others, no doubt, of Japanese, Indian, European, African, Korean, Middle Eastern, South American, North American descent, all connected through that music in a room that felt incandescently open, connected to the sound that moves the universe, as Anushka would understand it. With every turn and change in every raga she played, sounding both sorrow and joy and heartbreak and longing and hope, people in that room were alive to each other. It was remarkable. The next morning, Palm Sunday, I woke to the news of the bombings of the Coptic churches of St. George's in Tanta and St. Mark's Cathedral in Alexandria. And there they were. There were those two ways played out between Saturday night and Sunday morning. Two ways to be in the world a way of life and a way of death. The way of life is lived with open hands. Truth is the central mark of that path. On that path, we can risk seeing one another, opening our hands to one another, recognizing one another, loving all our differences, as so many facets on a jewel. We live life on that path knowing there is enough, enough of what we need. 
that no matter what happens, no matter the suffering and loss and even damage we do, things will be well. The way of death is lived with clenched fists. On that path, there is not enough, never enough. Fear is the central mark on the way of death. Fear that there will not be enough love, enough food, enough time, enough energy, enough knowledge, enough light, whatever it is we need, so we either take what we need from one another, returning loss for loss, suffering for suffering, or we make ourselves really, really small so we don't take too much room up, too many resources, and have others come and take away what little we have. There are many different ways to live as if there is not enough. And so on that path, we navigate our lives this way and that, threading our way as much as we can from one rock to another wall to another fortress. Fortresses that might not even look like fortresses. They might be either vices or virtues. Trying as best we can to save what we can, hold what we can, because we cannot lose what we've got. There's already not enough. And we can't take the loss. Now let's be honest. In a finite world, the way of death makes some sense. In a finite world, who would welcome loss? Who would welcome the losses that come with suffering and need and pain, the losses that arise from the damage we do? Who would lean in to loss? The suffering servant of Isaiah. The servant leans in to loss. The servant whose ear is opened by God each morning, who bears his back knowing he will be struck, who can say even so that he is not disgraced, who is insulted and spit upon and can say even so, I shall not be put to shame. The servant is unafraid. Jesus, too, is unafraid. Jesus leans in to loss. He washes the feet of all who are around him, all including the one who will betray him. Eats with him, knowing Judas is going to betray him. Seats Judas next to him, knowing Judas will arrange his arrest, shares bread with him, knowing Judas is bound up in events that will lead Jesus to death. And when Judas goes out, precisely when Judas goes out to deal Jesus this loss, Jesus says, now the Son of Man has been glorified.
There's something deep here. Something beneath the mere progression of the narratives in Isaiah or John. Something that is not just about whether there is a happy ending after life is tough. Here we come to it, the crux of it, the cross of it. The difference between the way of death and the way of life is not that those on the one path will suffer and do damage and no loss, and the others won't. We all feel loss, no suffering, do damage to ourselves and to one another and to creation, and we know pain. But on the way of life, This is the difference. On the way of life, the way of the servant, the way of Jesus, the way that is true, there is no fear. Because there is always enough. Nothing is wasted by God. Nothing is lost to God. There is always enough. Loss is not final. Sorrow is not final. Death is not final. God gathers it up into a life that is larger than survival. There is no loss down into which God in Jesus has not gone, will not go, to gather it up into good. There is no damage we do that God in Jesus has not known or will not know to gather it up into forgiveness. There is no pain that God in Jesus has not felt or will not feel, and even as we feel its sting, God makes us whole. There is enough healing and life. This is the way of life. This is the way of the crucified risen one. There is in him no length that God does not go to redeem all the way to the grave. We need not clench our fists. We need not seal ourselves off from one another or return suffering for suffering. We need not seal ourselves off from the inevitable sorrows as well as joys that come with communion with one another. We need not fear there will not be enough. We need not fear the crooked lines of our lives because in Jesus God writes straight with crooked lines. All this is done in Christ Jesus. All this is known in Christ Jesus. It is the truth of things. It is the music that moves the universe, that sings through all loss and all joy. This week, this holiest of weeks is not an exercise in pious recollection 
in which we mourn the bad things that happened to Jesus and our role in them. We have spent the Lenten season facing that reality. This is not a week in which we play-act the events of that final week in Jerusalem. The crucified risen one is risen now, risen this Friday, risen this Easter, risen in the darkest night now. This week, we are asked to go down deep into the truth, deep into the way of life, into the way things are, that the crucified risen one has brought us from death to life and we need not be afraid. Nothing that is lost slips through the fingers of God. Entering into that is what we do this week. Love is enough. Right here and in the grave and in the life beyond, we have what we need. This week, we consent to being drawn into that trust, into that faith that comes in walking the path with the crucified risen one. And to walk that path, that life, is both our calling, the gift of God, and our service to the world.